Hi, Greg Perry, the historic preservationist. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 44. Let's talk about the development of the deadbeat escapement. The deadbeat escapement is said to have been invented around 1720 by the infamous George Graham, the renowned London clockmaker and instrument maker. The deadbeat was an improved form of anchor escapement, having wheel teeth and pallet faces of different profiles. Such an escapement ran without any recoil, the escape wheel stopping dead at each tick. The deadbeat was more accurate than the anchor, particularly when used with other timekeeping aids, such as a compensated pendulum and maintaining power to keep the clock running during the winding process. However, though, the deadbeat escapement was more delicate and damage could result to the escape wheel and even the teeth from abuse or if the clock were allowed to tick backwards when the weight drive was temporarily removed during winding. Many anchor escapement long case clocks do that without harm. It was probably more for this reason than for the timekeeping aspect that maintaining power was fitted to most deadbeat escapement clocks. The deadbeat escapement, usually with maintaining power, was used primarily on one particular type of long case clock made for precision timekeeping known as a regulator. Made mainly for scientists and astronomers or for a clockmaker's own use as a master clock. Such precision clocks of the 19th century sometimes had jeweled pallets which were more and <coughs> much more hard wearing than steel. A deadbeat escapement was fine in the hands of a capable owner, but was rarely used on normal domestic long case clocks involving the less than careful use of the everyday household, except for those which had a center seconds hand, sometimes called a sweep seconds hand. Center seconds clocks showed seconds by a very long third hand, usually counterbalanced to avoid drag, fitted concentrically with the hour and minute hands. The main fashion for center seconds hands was limited to a small portion of the work of some clockmakers. Many clockmakers never even bothered to use it or to create them. And this was done during the latter period of brass clockmaking, about 1760 to 1790. And the early period of white dial clockmaking, about 1770 to 1810. So it was a fashion which found a limited public, firstly on account of the inconvenience of having to stop such a clock during winding to avoid the sweep seconds hand from fouling against the winding key, which is a factor which prevented the fitting of maintaining power on such such type of clock. And second, secondly, on account of the general delicacy of such a long and awkward hand. The third factor may have been a lack of clarity in reading the time at a glance on the dial with more than two concentric hands. For some reasons, then, the center second clock was considered impractical by many clockmakers and most customers, so any benefit being outweighed by the disadvantages just mentioned. And even the setup 
um, setting one of these clocks in beat on site, you must be dead on with the beat, otherwise the clock will not be main run running for the counterbalance of that second hand is absolutely crucial. So <clears throat> needless to say, early in the career, uh, several of these had given me problems, ended up going back to uh, to try to put the clock back into beat again. So, uh, so they can be a challenge uh, on site. And it's really better to have a, a client that really understands this clock or has a feel for that clock. So if they've been willed the clock or just given the clock or purchased the clock, they have a bit of a learning curve. So Greg Perry, the historic preservationist, signing out. Thanks for listening.